So, here we are again, Chris, Living Room 101. <laughs> oh, yeah. You said yeah. so at the beginning there. You don't normally do that. So, no. here we are again, Chris. Well, I just thought I'd mix it up. Do you know yeah. I mean? yeah, I wasn't sure we were recording. It just sounded different. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, how have um, you been? Oh, I thought you were going to say, I think we should get straight into it. Um, I've been I've been quite quite busy, but yeah. um, but that's all gravy, isn't it? It keeps the old brain box uh, stimulated. Yeah. Um, how have you been? Uh, yeah, I've been good. I've, I've been enjoying, um, very much enjoying uh, face mask ear. What is, what's that? When, you, when, you, when it hurts your ear? No, when it's sort of, um, when you see other people, you meet people, and mm. um, you're not quite sure whether they've got big ears or it's just their face mask. <laughs> I um I find like if if I pull it down it really pulls my ears forward and I quite I quite like seeing that in the mirror it's quite funny it's a bit like yeah. the kind of children's puppet version of me with like funny sticky out ears yeah and yeah. then you've got the 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 um companion funny sight which is like someone who you weren't quite sure whether they had like big ears or just it was their face mask and then they um, they might take it off if you're sitting down for a, a lunch or anything. Don't want to be breaking any rules. And um, <laughs> and uh, the ear, the ears, or maybe even just one, might still be sticking out a little bit. And you kind of think, is that going to go back to its natural just, shape eventually? Yeah, sometimes just one. Is that going to go back to its natural, you know, lie? Um, or is it just, or is it, is it, they've always had a sticking out ear? It's a conundrum. Gosh. I um I'm going to look out more for this. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty I, amazing. I do have one friend with one ear that sticks out more than more than the other, but I um you know that's pretty rare in my experience. Um, yeah. But it sounds sounds yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun. A lot of fun was had. Um, should we get into it, Chris? Uh, straight in. Well, yeah. Let's let's try and get, All right. get you know. Straight into it. Why not? All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay. Who would you like to go first this week? Uh, why don't um, you go first? Okay. Um, all right. This one, actually, I, d- I didn't really have it in my list of notes until just before we started recording, and it popped back in because of something you said. And um, you said that you have changed your setup a little bit because the boxes that you use to put your gear on are currently yeah. used for your Christmas tree. Lovely, yeah. lovely stuff. But yeah. it we have make- And I just... Can I yeah, just qualify yeah. that with mm. saying we have actually got a real tree? It's just that the tree is on the boxes. It's not that we've fashioned a tree out of the boxes. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that would be you know I mean? that would be impressive. Um, so yeah. you've got a real tree, and is it one that's just in one of those blocks of round wood? You know, like no, no, jabbed into in, it. Is it in a pot, no, a proper pot? It's in a pot. It's rooted. Yeah. So what are you going to do with it after? Um, probably chuck it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> but it's rooted. I know. It's a, no, it's we're going to try and thing. we're going to try and plant it somewhere. Yeah, plant but it we haven't got a garden. So. Um, yeah, could do. Could try that. Why yeah. don't you plant it on the top of those hills where the yoga people do their show off yoga, <laughs> and then that would yeah. get in their way? Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Do you think it's illegal to plant a tree in a park? God, it might be. You know what I mean? I've never seen anyone try it. But it's like yeah. adding to the park. Seems mad if it is illegal, but at the same time, I can't imagine the park authority yeah. would be that happy. Like, we don't really want a tree there. We don't want people just turning up and planting trees, you know. Yeah, just like messes though, with them. You'd be like, but it's eco, you know. Yeah. The thing about capture. your park. 
carbon capture, indeed. But you think about your uh, your pine or your sort of pine family. So they're not like a kind of ancient tree species, yeah, that would um, give off phytocides um, <laughs> and improve your well-being if you were to walk next to them. Mm. Um, your pine family tree, of which I believe the Christmas tree is, is a member, mm. is um, relatively kind of silent in its communication to other pines, that kind of thing. And um, and and it grows very quickly, so they um, haven't got a huge amount of time to sort of uh, bond with the other trees. So oh, they're okay. quite lone, they're like they're sort of like they're sort of um, lone wolves, really. Okay, so yeah. so it's all right to just have one in your house. Well, because there's no yeah. there aren't really any other trees thinking. I wonder where Bob's gone. You know, he's just yeah, exactly. it's all right. Oh, I, I tell you where he's gone. He's for some reason he's growing in a house now. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to get indoors. He was just sitting <laughs> yeah. all the outdoor stuff. He's just quite an outdoorsy tree. You know? Yeah, indoorsy. Yeah. Oh, that joke's completely ruined. <laughs> uh, um, you've got well interesting since you read that book about trees, haven't you? Well. I've got obsessed with trees. Uh, I don't know whether yeah. it's interesting, but um, yeah. yeah, I'm enjoying it. What's the thing, right? When I was a kid and presumably you too, Christmas trees had a really specific smell, which I absolutely mm. love. It's, it is my favorite smell that and yeah. garden sheds and petrol. Yep. Um, yeah. But those Christmas trees in my youth, they, it was, they were just had that special Christmas feeling. And I just feel like trees don't have it anymore. So it's obviously like well, a different a different species is being used more. Mm. Uh, you know, um, there was a there's a there's a drive for um, non pine needle fall, mm. and back in our day, um, you know that that was sort of just taken as a given that that would happen. Yeah. Um, now people are a little bit more kind of well, we've yeah. got these other species that don't shed as much, yeah. so they you get your long pine needle. Um, species don't you that that um don't smell in the same way as those short ones you still get the short ones though they're out there and they still yeah, smell yeah. you know christmas yeah. tree okay <laughs> i say yeah I, I like the short ones where all you know like really spindly needles that really dry up and really stick in your foot when you stand on them that's i mean they're I like pins aren't they Absolutely. they're really like pins and then you, you know, once they all start shedding, it's after Christmas, and you hoover them up with a hoover, and it, you know, really <laughs> get those needles up. That's, that's so satisfying. One of the best things to hoover up. Yeah. I did interrupt you, though. Well, I was just going to say, okay, so here's my thing, is, um, oh, I feel a bit scroogey kind of saying this, but mm. it's Christmas trees up in November. Um, no, sorry, sorry, that is too early. I just want to knock on the door and say, hello, hello. Um, I'm Chris, <laughs> my sister lives on this road. Um, I just wanted to say, um, mm. your Christmas tree is lovely. It really is lovely, but it's November the 26th and mm. I don't, oh God, sorry. I mean, this is a bit awkward, but I don't really approve of Christmas trees going up before December. And and, mm. and and to be totally honest, if if I may, sorry, I, I know you're, sorry, I, I won't keep you, but I just want to say even December the 1st is a little early for me. So mm, okay. maybe um, next year, you know. Okay. Two things I'd like to say to you. Um, um, sorry, what was your name again? Uh, it's Chris. What? Chris, yeah. Uh, like Chris Evans, Chris Pine. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, okay, Chris. I'll Chris Rock. Chris, yeah. yeah. What, Chris Packham. What I'd like to say to you is... Um, Chris Evans, one. the radio presenter, and Chris Evans, the actor who plays Captain America. 
Yeah, okay. Chris Packham, the wildlife uh, television presenter. Um, what I'd like to say to you, uh, Chris, is A, um, that you don't live on this street. So um, what's it got to do with you? B, I wanted to um, so, you know, celebrate Christmas a little bit early, earlier than usual, um, just to sort of get some kind of semblance of um, festive spirit going in the light of what's happened to us. Mm. Oh, sorry, what was your name? Uh, my name's Tom. All right, Tom. God, sorry, Tom. I thought you were a woman. <laughs> Honestly, thought you were going to say Carol there. Um, mm. Sorry, <laughs> you know that's. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mention in your story that it was a woman who came at the door? <laughs> no, I was just picturing a woman. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I honestly thought you were a woman called so, Carol. So okay, so you honestly, you because you had in your mind being really <laughs> nasty and horrible to some poor, poor defenseless lady who came in the door. Oh, but you see, in my mind, I wasn't being nasty and horrible. I was just like giving some friendly advice. All right. I think it might okay. also be because I know there's a woman who lives on my sister's street called Carol. So I think maybe I was thinking of her. And did she put a tree up on the 26th of November? <laughs> no, because I know that Carol lives on the opposite side of the street that to the one I saw. Anyway, okay. sorry, Tom. Um, okay, yeah. so um, A, no, I don't live on this street, but I think, frankly, whether I lived in your house or not is really the relevant point. So I think even if I lived on the street, it would be none of my business. B, mm -hmm. I don't fully get – I don't – I don't really think that justifies putting your tree up early, does it? I mean... Okay, so I'm just going to say um, B, then. Um, we have been in lockdown for so long, for this year, mm. that everybody's been itching to just do something um, that is going to sort of alleviate this this terrible situation, mm. yeah? Mm. And, the, and the depression of it and, and, you know, people having to stay indoors. And here's the thing you know, now we can actually celebrate being indoors. You know, this is the time of year when that actually comes into its own. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? In summer, it was an absolute, you know, it was an absolute um, bastard, really, wasn't it? In summer, Ooh, it was hot. In summer, it was awful because we, everyone wanted to go out. And we couldn't. Now it's, now it's, now it's um, coming out at Christmas time, you know, staying in. We can make a virtue of that. And so putting up our tree early this year, we wouldn't normally do it, Chris, actually as it happens we wouldn't mm. normally do it mm. and so so you bring up an interesting point but what i would like to say to you chris is um you know a get off my drive b um we're putting this tr we're putting this tree up because you know some very good reasons to put that tree up early this year tom can you answer me this question honestly hmm. Wh which date did you put your tree up last year oh we we we, we put it up in a, uh, probably about the 10th of december but this year you're just doing it early because I mean the thing is I've seen quite a lot of trees up early. Um, yeah, but yeah. you think this is just like Corona year? Of course, mm. it's an early tree year. Mm. It's got it written all over it. It's a definitely you know license to put up an early tree. I'm not. I would be with you normally, Chris. I'd, I'd say you know that's almost mass hysteria. 26th of November. Someone's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. You know, anybody doing that is is going a little bit crazy on a normal year. Not this year, man. No. Well, I tell you what, Tom, um, if there were, for example, some kind of uh, void um, that I could put things into, have you ever heard the podcast Living Room 101? 
Yes, I've caught that actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know, it really helped me through through a lot of the uh, dark times of of lockdown. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Um, but gosh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to. Um, you're probably going to be a bit starstruck, but I'm actually Chris from Living Room 101. Really? Um, yeah, I know, wow. I know, I know, I know. I'll, I mean, do, okay. I, we'll do. Maybe we we'll do the selfie after this chat. Yeah. But, uh sorry tom i've really sidetracked myself here but say okay so say i was going to put christmas trees going up in november into living room 101 uh or, or the podcast uh well mm-hmm. the, the the thing but on the podcast would you approve of that because i know listen i know you're telling me a story that i don't know I th- i'm not totally credulous but um you know not sure i believe but you, you say normally you don't put it up in november but just mm-hmm. from you know going forward would you be cool with me putting that into living room 101 christmas trees what if it wasn't november if it wasn't a corona year yeah mm, yeah you would be on board with that i would yeah yeah okay all right mm. Well, that's good uh, to know. Actually, no, no, I'm going the other way. <laughs> what's happened? What's happened there? <laughs> I just, I saw the date on the calendar. I thought, actually, that's not, it's not, it's not insane. It's not insane. It's like it's four weeks, isn't it? So, you know, each <laughs> to their own. Each to their own. You know. Hmm. Do you know? It's like just a little bit of, you know, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of spice. We can see it through a window. Why is it annoying you? Why is it? Why do you care? Because it's lessening it, isn't it? Lessening it's, it. It's increasing it. What are you talking about? My mum, It's giving right, us more time. To, um, it's giving us more time. My mum used to uh, make quite a tasty, like, bolognese sauce, right? Um, <laughs> and she's sort of famous for this. She'd uh, My brother saw her do this once. She'd have, like, a make a bolognese sauce, and then she'd for ages it would reduce right down until it was quite reduced and really really tasty you know yeah. and then my mum would get he saw her get the kettle and pour a mm. load of water into it water not even like stock or something <laughs> water straight in to kind of loosen it up and we were mm. just like what are you doing like that was look delicious and you've just like lessened its impact and its flavor mm-hmm. and i feel like putting your christmas tree up in november is really my mum pouring water into the bolognese sauce you know like just wait a bit longer let 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 that christmas flavor reduce a bit more and it's going to be all the tastier when that christmas tree goes up on the 10th of december okay here's the thing um christmas is all about the anticipation yeah Christmas Day, you know, it's a little bit of an anticlimax. Boxing yeah, Day yeah. even worse, really, because yeah, yeah. you think, oh, it's nearly over. You know, it's might, it might as well be like second of January. Um, once, once, once you're into Boxing Day evening or something like that, yeah. So yeah. actually, the event of Christmas is um, is quite a short-lived thing. When you're a kid, you know, things times moving slower anyway, mm. so that you know it, that doesn't really occur does it you still got the anticipation but you you do enjoy and revel in those two days because mm, you're mm. you know because you're a kid and things things you know uh moving slower um i think the anticipation of christmas is probably as an adult better than christmas day and and yeah and maybe even boxing day you know what i mean yeah um because it's just that you know reliving of the nostalgia and the kind of thinking of Christmases that gone by, isn't it? That you mm-hmm. kind of love that kind of 
Oh, it's a double-edged thing for some people, obviously. Um, mm, mm. Nostalgia, um, I believe the two Latin stems, of which um, I've forgotten, but one is pain and one is like memory or something like that. So this the word nostalgia, actually means yeah, that. You, you nostalgia, yeah, that, yeah, it's in yeah. the it's in the Latin stem of the word, the, like a degree of pain to it. Anyway, um, the so what I'm saying is the anticipation. So lengthening that anticipation surely is a good thing. No, it doesn't work like that. Oh. You're just you're just diluting it like my mum's bolognese sauce. Uh, you know, I get it. I get it. You want that, but I just don't. I don't. You. Oh gosh, by sort of. Oh come on, mid December, you're November. already like. Oh, I'm a bit bored of this tree, actually. You know. By the end of November, yeah. Abs- no, by the end of November, you're absolutely gagging for Christmas because you've had bonfire <laughs> night is like miles away. Like nothing else is happening in November. You know, it's just got darker. It's just got darker and colder, and you're there going, "Oh come on, there must be something." Oh, here we go. There's a tree. 26 November. That's no. right. That's put me off too early. Can we talk for a moment about Thanksgiving being late November? Mm, go on. That's always occurred to me as being. So they have turkey and mm. get all the family oh. together at Thanksgiving, and then yeah. so oh yeah. that was good. That was fun. And we're like, right, yeah. oh, back to work. Oh, hang on. Whoa, Christmas. Hang on. Yeah. Um, it just it's it's seems, for- seems a little bit close together, doesn't it? Really. Yeah. Well, it's Phil Neville, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, it's the no, it's the American festival um, uh, Thanksgiving. No, I mean Christmas. Christmas is Phil Neville, and oh, Thanksgiving okay. is Gary Neville in, <laughs> in, in America. Yeah, like it is this afterthought Christmas in America, isn't it? It's like it's but not as big as Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is 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 enormous in America. But don't you just and, think that's because Thanksgiving comes first? Well, I've I've heard it from plenty of Americans who I've talked to about it. You know, they just think, oh, Thanksgiving is the bigger festival, really, and so Christmas is 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 really the kind of um, less interesting um, brother. Hmm. I suppose I'm accustomed to aspersions on the Nevilles. I'm I'm sorry about that, but uh, I'm sure p- other people would would invert that. Oh, Phil, no- Phil knows the deal. Mm. Phil went to Everton. You know what I mean. Mm. Um, but he managed the uh, women's football, the England's women's football. So that makes still, him, I think he still does, doesn't I he? I think he does. He yeah, manages yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, nothing wrong with Edmonton, by the way. My brother Nick's no. a big Toffees fan, so you know. Uh, <laughs> I but, think that possibly is um, managing the England women's football side puts him in uh, Thanksgiving and Gary into uh, Christmas. Yeah, but Gary's got a pretty good gig on the old Sky Sports commentary, hasn't he? He's so. still a bit it's of a big fun. knob. Yeah, he is. He's a cheese. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So, you going <laughs> to put this in or or not? No. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Sorry, but I know where you're coming from. But Blumenek. Oh, I okay. actually heard your little uh, pen go scrape, scrape across your notepad there, as if you were like crossing it out, crossing it <laughs> off the docket. Like um, Christmas trees in November. Nope, that's not going in. Scrape, scrape. I didn't scrape. Well, you did something with that pen. I heard it. I haven't got a pen. What? <laughs> I haven't got a pen. What was the noise then? I'm on my phone, like, when the notes. What was in the, the notes scrapey, scrapey noise? I don't know. I don't know what the scrapey no- noise Gosh, is. I hope it's picked up on the recording. <laughs> it's, 
Um, poor old Carol. God, just standing there, minding her own business in her own house, <laughs> assaulted, assaulted by know, Chris in Living Room 101. You know, um, like Larry David on uh, Cobra Enthusiasm, he's like, that's kind of like TV Larry says everything like I want to say in real life, but I don't say. That was mm. um, that was Cobra <laughs> Enthusiasm, Chris, there. The, the person yeah. who wanted to go and knock on Carol's door and just say, Carol, that's up too early, that. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, I think if you if you'd set your story in, in something a little bit more um, reasonable, I might have let that in. But um, what, what do you mean? I, well, no, just I don't know. I felt sorry for if Carol. I had, if I hadn't been so cocky and arrogant. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, okay. I see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, what you got for me? Oh, okay. Um, so, what it is is uh, what it is is artisanal <laughs> job titles, right? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, that, this sounds like something that would annoy me, but I'm not. I don't really know what you mean. Okay. Well, it's it's basically like jobs that are kind of you know relatively straightforward jobs um, that have been given in recent times, like mm-hmm. artisanal sort of. They've been rebranded, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a good example is like a is a filmmaker, um, and mm-hmm. you know, for me, people are calling themselves filmmakers where. I mean, I think fair enough. Like, if you're if you're running a co- cottage industry of like, you know, you make your own films, you shoot them, you edit them, and all that kind of stuff, and you've got your own kit and all that, mm. and you're going out and you're sort of, you know, uh, it, it does have that artisanal sort of um, element about it, you know, mm. um, where you're kind of just doing it all yourself, and um, as I say, a little bit like a cottage industry kind of thing. Mm. But there's the people who are calling themselves filmmakers, do you know what I mean? Like who yeah. are often, who often just do other main jobs. Oh no, but I'm a filmmaker, you know, I'm a filmmaker. And it's like, you're not really, you've made one film. Like people who've made one film mm. are calling themselves a filmmaker. It's going back to that thing. Like we said about um, stand-up comedians, you know, just standing up doesn't make you a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, you may have done one gig. Yeah. You've done one gig. You're not a stand-up comedian. You've just done one gig. And like, like a filmmaker, you know, if you have to sort of, I don't know, at least make your main career out of it or you have to do it, I think. And also I think you you sort of have to, in in the process of your making your film, um, I think it has to be a little bit of a kind of DIY sort of aesthetic to it or something, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And it's sort of like, ah. Oh. what? And I saw this article, I saw this article in the, it was like a news item, I think, in, I can't remember where I saw it, but um and this guy had been um, arrested um, for, I mean, basically exposing himself in a park, yeah? Right. And, um, and it's sort of like, and, but he, I, I think he'd, like, he'd describe, in the article it made clear, I think the article had a little bit of kind of, um, what's the word, like, I suppose like irony about um, the fact that he described himself as a filmmaker, you know? <laughs> and like, you know, and... Um, He'd given that as his job, obviously, when he was like going to court and stuff. You just kind of think, okay, um, are you a filmmaker or are you a flasher? What actually sort of defines yeah, you yeah, in that yeah. context? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think the act of exposing yourself in the park is is actually like more to do with your identity and identif- and sort of like defines you uh, in a more clear way than you being a filmmaker. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, I don't want to, you know, cast aspersions on the man, but, um, <laughs> and like, you know, I've, I've, I've done this, that kind of job for a long time. Um, yeah. but I still can't, I can't bring myself to call 
I can't bring myself to call myself a filmmaker, you know. I haven't yeah. made a lot of films, do you know what I mean? And and I've done it in that sort of cottage industry style, but I still think, oh, you know, um, it's just a little, it just has that edge of sort of pretension about it. And what, what, I think it's... What, what is it about, why is that? Why is that so annoying? Like, because it, I feel it as well immediately when you said filmmaker, it just, oh, God. Well, here's it, another one. Here's another one, which... Um, it's probably close to your home, but it's like, you know, a bookseller, okay? Yeah, so I that, hate that, that as well. I hate <laughs> that. And it's come out, hasn't it, in recent years, people call themselves a bookseller or people are referred to as booksellers. And, you know, f- again, fair enough. You've got an independent bookshop, yeah? Mm. And, you know, you're really struggling to make ends with me like, because of this passion that you're selling books to people and mm. you're keeping the flame alive for people reading actual physical books instead of going on the Kindle, all that kind of stuff. You are a bookseller. Brilliant. That is exactly mm. what you are. You know, mm. But if you, on a Tuesday, if you work at Sainsbury's and on a Tuesday, your job is to work in the, in the bit of the supermarket that has books in it, you know, and you're just wandering around there, you're not a bookseller. <laughs> you know. um, Would that happen? Would they Would call people call themselves? I don't know, probably not, but that's an extreme example, isn't it? It is an But if you work But put it if you put it this way, if you work if you work in a big high street chain of of like, yes, it's a bookshop, but uh, you'll get there as like a Saturday job or something, I don't know, or like a seasonal work. Are you a bookseller or are you just working the till in a high street shop? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. again, I don't want to cast aspersion. I actually think that those guys, you know, so I'm on a dodgy ground a little bit. There's no till you know working the tills at odd bins. <laughs> Does that make you a sommelier? Do you know? Is mm, that like? Mm, mm, do you know what mm, I mean? Mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So it's not actually people working more artisan jobs. Like you know, it must be now a lot of people in East London who are bakers. Um, you <laughs> yeah. know, like does that does that annoy you, or it's more just the the, the description of. No, it's the description, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think also, like, you know, because um, I, th- I, th- I think the reason I'm mentioning Sainsbury's or something like that is that maybe in one of their adverts I saw them talking about our fishmongers, you know. Um, mm. And it's like the guy who works on the fish there, he's probably got a really good specialised knowledge about fish, fair dues. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, in a supermarket, does it make him a fishmonger? I think if he's got his own shop, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, on the high street on his own shop and stuff, then yeah, he's a fishmonger and yeah. his dad did it before him or his mum did it before him, you know? Yeah. And like, and I just think, yeah, and, fair and enough. The fact but- is probably before like supermarkets just took over, he probably would have been a fishmonger. And now the supermarkets yes. kind of closed down his shop and got him in to work there till their um, counter. And they're still calling him a fishmonger. And it's almost insulting to him, you know, it's something it's just like, like yeah. bullying about it in a weird way. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's sort of like they're almost kind of lording it over us all, aren't they? That, That's what that, that the fishmongers have gone, but we've got our gross, we've got our greengrocers and fishmongers ready to serve you. Oh God! No, fishmongers, greengrocers, and bakers just just itching to serve you. Mm. You know, I might have said this before, but Waitrose and Partners is really getting to me at the moment. I don't know why. Yeah. It's been like yeah. that for a while, but you know. You know, I, I, in fact, I meant, and I tried this the other day, I meant to only start referring to it only as Waitrose and Partners. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like the footballer Neymar has across the back of his shirt, Neymar Jr. Everyone always mm. calls him Neymar, and I keep meaning to only refer to him as Neymar Jr. Uh, yeah. But I forget. But Waitrose and Partners, I can't even remember that. That's, that's, that's sticking in my craw a bit, that. 
Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> you, know you, you see what I'm saying. I mean, I, the thing about um, baristas, I was going to say about baristas, I mean, I don't know where you stand on this because you spend a lot of time in prayer, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's something to be said about that, actually. We're going to come back. We're going to come back. Okay. But go on. Well, Pratt's got to get a munch in it, mention, hasn't it? That's yeah. A, a munch. It always does. Yeah. A that's, munch. That's lovely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, barista in, in that. Co- um, um, yeah. You do the coffee in Pratt. You're probably, you know, some training that's gone into that. I think I'm all right with it. But it's the kind of, it's similar to this. It's a similar thing, isn't it? Um, I wouldn't call like I don't know. Is there another? If you're in a sort of motorway services, uh, you know, and you're making coffee there, and you <laughs> I think it must oh. be that competition thing, though. You think like Costa Coffee or like an Italian chain, maybe were like, you know, we're Italian. We're gonna we're gonna call our people baristas. So then everyone has to call them baristas because they can't be yeah. done by the rival. So that just becomes the name, you know. Yeah. Um, but you've you've hit on something really, yeah, really sort of interesting there about the fact that s- supermarkets are doing this like within their sections, you know, mm. because the bigger picture here is that the tragedy really, isn't it? That like a lot of these trades and stuff have, have died off and they've kind of disappeared, um, like your local grocer and your fisherman and all that kind of people. Mm. And um, and so, so there's an element of this rebranding that's like, yes, it's pretentious, but it's also like quite i don't know cynical isn't it of like oh we're going to yeah. actually just rub your nose in the fact you haven't got these people anymore to to sort of rely on it is like, afraid. if i could just reverse a little bit i just want to talk about i've been trying to work out why it annoys me so much the word filmmaker and i think there mm. might be something in this uh which again i think is what you were getting at as well with bookseller it's it, instead of saying like i'm a film director or i'm a you know whatever an editor or a sound designer or i'm a camera uh person director of photography mm. filmmaker is a bit all-encompassing it is kind of all-encompassing yeah. so i wonder if it lets people away with having done less because yeah. if you've had something to do with making a film you are then part of the filmmaking team therefore you are a filmmaker so you don't really have to say i was i did this no. on film you might be right you might be right that that might be what people are doing kind of but i think specificity that lets people off the hook mm, a bit i guess but but i think that the term should be used when you're definitely doing everything isn't it um you know and as, as i say in that kind of cottage industry style where you're shooting it and editing it and and um directing and how would you feel if you heard steven spielberg say he was a filmmaker yeah i mean he doesn't need to say that, does he? I no, mean, he but, no, but how would you feel if he did? I would be a bit surprised, actually, if, if someone like Spielberg say, I'm a filmmaker, because I I generally hear it in the context of someone trying to big up that side of what they're doing with their lives, yeah? Yeah. And I think that it kind of, and you know, I think it's, like, the first thing is, I think that if you're doing every single thing, yeah, uh, then you are sort of effectively making that film um, because you're doing every single job. And so I think in that in that context, I can see why people are kind of doing it. Yeah? But yeah. often it's not in that context. In the context where, um, well, I, as, as you say, either they're just, you know, a part of a bigger picture of making a film or they're sort of trying to just um, glorify um, the fact that maybe they've 
been out with with a handy cam and they've sort of like shot something and shown their mm. shown their relatives. You know what I mean? Or mm. uh, in that kind of context. I mean, the, I think that what the, the the thing that gets me about it is that it's this art, artisanal quality to it, where it's not as if they've whittled the film out of wood. Do you know what mm. I mean? Mm. Or they've kind of like you know they've fashioned it um, mm. in somehow. It's kind of it's trying to give it that kind of quality, isn't it? Um, I mean, are they whittling the films? They're not. They're not whittling them. Not really. No. Um. What? But but but. What? Why is it so annoying? Like, what? Why is it not all right for someone to big up that part of their life? Because that's the bit of their life that kind of excites them, you know. Yeah. Um But I don't know. It just annoys what, me. I think there's something in. What kind of gets me? I suspect about people who might call themselves a filmmaker is. The interesting thing is the film. So can you just, we don't need to talk about it. You know, I, I really have got a problem with actors who just love talking about acting. Cause to me, the interesting thing about acting is the acting, you know, not mm. the, uh, not the chat. Um, mm. And it's a bit like, I, it makes me suspicious that a filmmaker wants to chat about filmmaking instead of just making films and learning and getting better, you know? Like they yeah. like the chat. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm a filmmaker. It's sometimes aggressive yeah. as well. I'm a filmmaker. It's just a bit annoying. What, you, what do you, you do? do? Hear, I'm a filmmaker. You do hear theatre maker quite a lot as well. Um, yeah. Which again, like I kind of understand. It's like those people that maybe don't put on plays in a traditional space or whatever. Mm. Maker. It's just annoying. Um, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, what are you proposing? Like, what would you rather? I'm proposing. Go on. No, it's just like, do you want the specifics of what they do? I think that I'm proposing in this specific context, yeah, where mm. um, somebody's using it to big up themselves. Like, it's something, it's not necessarily their main job. And if if it is their main job, you know, it's like they make corporate videos, you know, or something like that. And they say, mm. no, I'm a filmmaker. Mm. And like that, you know, there's some kind of subterfuge going on about what they're actually doing. And I'd rather them, and you say like, you know, what, what I write, I'd rather they just be honest about exactly what they're doing. And then we can have a proper conversation about it. Instead of I'm a filmmaker yeah. and almost like shutting down the conversation as soon as they say it, you know, don't, so, so don't, no. you know, ask me any more about it. Cause this it's is my craft. It's a this shame. My craft. It is a shame as well, because if someone just <laughs> said, Oh, well at the moment I make corporate videos, which I find a bit boring, but I like, I'm learning skills that I hope to use to make blah, blah, blah. Like that's interesting, isn't it? Whereas it's, it's like defensive and like I, uh, I'm a filmmaker and then you have to whittle, you have to whittle away and, you finally yeah. get to the number of it that they make corporate videos for BP. And don't get, I, then that's I a bit say. disappointing. It's like, take take me on a journey the other way around. Yes, exactly. That's mm. a better journey. But I think that the, don't get me wrong, because I say, as I say, in certain contexts, I mean, you know, there's some incredible filmmakers out there and, you know, they 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 do everything themselves and they're, and they're making some really um, amazing films that will not get into mainstream media. Um, but, um you know, you watch them and you think that moved me and that kind of changed my view on something and it's mm. brilliant. But but in that specific context where somebody's trying to just like put a spin on what they actually do and, you know, use it to sort of like fuel their kind of uh, own ego, I just want to put that in. It's um, it's linked to the broadcaster thing in my mind. Do you see yeah. where I'm coming from here? It's a kind of 
generality yeah. thing going on, like a broad brush generalization to make it sound more impressive. Indeed. Mm, it's quite annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah, go on then, it can go in. Okay. Like, you've whittled it down, haven't you, to just filmmaker? Because I was, I was thinking more oh. artisanal. Um, Ooh, hang on, hang on, I've got it, hang on, I'm taking it back out now. I'm going to have a look at this. Well, it's so, so, um, it's gone in. It's gone in. Film, filmmaker's gone in. Yeah, so it's this, but but filmmaker, as part of this rebranding of, of jobs that are relatively straightforward, but you're, we're giving them, people are giving them more pretentious titles. Well, so hang on. What, what, I mean, what else have you got? We've got bookseller, which I yeah. do admit I do find quite annoying. What What else? Well, you mentioned Baker. That's not an artisan. I mean, there, there are those annoying things like Gales, which is just a, a nice chain of cafes, calls itself Gales Artisan Bakery or something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, let's, let's let's have um, bookseller and filmmaker then going in. No, I'm not putting bookseller in because I have to think about that one more. Um, okay. I might get in trouble from quite a lot of friends. Um, okay. But filmmakers going in. Okay. Hmm. And does you, that mean you know, does, you've, does that you've, have... you've slightly rained on the parade there a bit? You know, like, I'm quite harsh, and I quite like to really make you work to get something in. And I was, I was quite light and generous there. And you, yeah, I've got to be honest, you've rained on the parade. You've not, um, <laughs> you've not. That's not been a celebratory moment there. You've, you know, fishmongers in Sainsbury's. <laughs> mm. No, no, can't be a make it more general. <laughs> no, 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 you're scrabbling a bit now. I, I've put filmmaker in. I think you're just going to have to be happy with that. But it's only in that specific context, right? So we're not banning the word filmmaker. Mm. Um, no, it's getting banned. I'm banning the word filmmaker. I just want specifics. What do you do? Are you the director? Do you? All right, all right, all right. It's banned for everyone apart from someone who does... At least three roles on the film. Excellent. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think you've you've hit the nail on the head there. All right. Okay. In a artisanal workshop, you've hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm a you know I'm an artisanal uh, woodworker. Yeah. Yeah. Wood wood whittler. A wood whittler. Yeah. Um. Can we talk just so, for a? Go on. Well, I was just going to say time for a little one if you had... Time for to sneak a little one in. Yeah, I think I've got the perfect one. Um, number lock. What okay. the fuck is number lock for? Who wants number lock? Why do you need number lock? What is number lock? Why does number lock exist? Do you mean on your phone? No, I mean on a keyboard. On mm -hmm. the right-hand side... So across the top oh, of your left, yeah. you got your numbers, yeah. a little uh, yeah. row, much easier to tap in on your little right-hand side there, your numbers, mm. a row, one, two, three, whoop, next row up, four, five, six, whoop, seven, eight, nine. Lovely, much easier to type in. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Yeah. Love that. Stop, you quite often accidentally hit number lock, stops it working, and if you hit the, a number, the screen goes whoop, you know, like slips you down to the bottom, and it's like, whoa, and you're like, oh, fucking number lock's on. Yeah. But what what is number lock for? Why would you ever want to lock off 
those numbers like oh i'm not using that part of the keyboard and i'll just i'll just lock that off as if you're ever going to want to like lock off the left side of this keyboard like left lock and right lock let's just <laughs> lock those bits of the keyboard off center lock so center lock we don't need mm. the lock we don't need to lock that you don't need mm. to lock the numbers off i don't know when you would ever need to knock lock the numbers okay yeah, I see what you're coming from. High-level um, auditing firm mm. gone in um, to blue chip company, mm. um, audited, spent weeks in there auditing. Have they taking down numbers? Yeah, taking down yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If they get like um, a number, they accidentally sort of like tweak the number with their little finger as they're doing something else, mm. and and it changes one of the numbers. Could 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 result in like mm. huge disasters. So they input it very carefully. The number three nine five two eight six two yeah, eight yeah, yeah, four yeah, yeah, one yeah. two, and then they hit number lock afterwards so that they can do all the other typing that they need to do. Mm. Yeah. You don't get spell check, okay? So there's no spell check on on numbers. So you couldn't go back to the uh, document and like check that you've entered everything incorrectly. Is that why they do it? Yeah, but listen, there's there's, there's the letter, the numbers at the, across the top of the letters. They could just <laughs> as easily hit one of them by accident. You know, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Why do they have number lock then? Why do they have number lock? I tell you what, that button should be called. Hmm. Down screen button. <laughs> it should. It should be called whoop. Um, yeah. It's Vroop. equivalent. How are you spelling that? V double R P P B. V You spelled it in the same style. V double P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P uh, it's like the number of people that have asked me uh, over the years for this thing. They're like, I'm typing and it's making all the other words disappear. And this used to happen to me a lot. I remember at university, I'd be typing stuff quite often. I would be like, why am I typing? And, you know, you go to put something in. And it took me ages to work out that it's the bloody insert button, which lives to the right of delete. And so it's oh, really right. easy to accidentally hit. And that mm. means instead of just going to the start of a sentence and typing something else, it actually like eats the rest of the sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. so annoying, and it took me ages to work out. And I, 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 I you know, it, it's it's revolutionized. I've been able to revolutionize this, and I'm not don't like to blow my own trumpet, but several lives mm. by just saying it's the insert button. It's like, oh, thank God, and that is akin to the other thing which really revolutionizes lives. And I really hope I'm gonna about to give some listeners just an absolute nugget of info here. I'm sure most people know, but <laughs> Brucey e. Mack, the other week, friend of the pod, Bruce McKinnon, um, <laughs> revolutionized his life quite recently. And it's, uh, I hope <laughs> we've not spoken about this before, but I suspect we might have done. Fluff in the phone. Fluff oh, in the phone? I don't think we have spoken about it. Lint, fluff. In the phone. Fluff in the phone. Oh, fluff in the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know fluff in the phone? No. Okay. Well, this could help you. So, you know, okay. like when you, and this is when I discovered it, 
Nick, my brother, told me about it. But you, you your phone, you're plugging it into the charger, and it just, yeah. it's a bit dodgy. It won't it won't kind of charge sometimes. So also, if yeah. your headphones go in there, this is what happened to Brucey Mac. You know, you put your headphones in there, and it's not it's not quite working. And I said to him, "Fluff in the phone." He was like, "What are you chatting?" And I was like. Mm. You want to get a needle, and I love doing this to other people's phones because it takes a while to build up the fluff. You get a needle or something else prongy, get it in that little bit, you know, where mm-hmm. your charger goes in, and scruffle around. It's quite a technique. Mm-hmm. You need to scrape along the side. You will be shocked and stunned how much lint and pocket fluff come out of that socket. Wow. Then I'm telling you, you plug it back in, clear as a bell no problem at all bruce was gonna re like um what do you call it not replace you know upgrade his phone mm-hmm. or was thinking he was seriously troubled because his headphones weren't really working in it wasn't charging well fluff in the wow. phone fluff in the phone he said that has changed my life i was like no problem sir another satisfied customer amazing amazing i hope you're, I hope you're gonna try it with your phone tonight it i is- don't want to put a needle in my phone though no no it'll be fine <laughs> you're a secret um phone luddite aren't you that you you're trying to you're waging a secret campaign <laughs> against phones and people are sticking their needles in the phones willy-nilly just knackering the phones no not at all i'm emancipating um, phones from okay. tyranny of fluff yeah yeah um pocket socket rocket i was thinking about <laughs> in my head um which is what you are <laughs> But, um, but um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I suppose I am. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I am. <laughs> as it happens. Now you come to mention it. Yeah. Might put that as my new Twitter biog. Yeah. Because I've had big fan of your works for quite a long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it's nice. It's nice. It's a nice one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, um, so you want me to put in number lock? Mm, please. Mm, I'm not sure why it's there. That's why I can't put it in. Walk me through <laughs> that one. <laughs> because I think there might be a reason for it. Oh. I'm not an accountant. I'm not someone who deals in numbers often. You know what I mean? So people who deal in numbers often a, might really a, need that. They might need, need it, and then we're going to put it into Living Room 101, and they're going to be absolutely screwed. Mm. It'll be like the Millennium Bug, Y2K, all over again. Bang up to date references. Um, do you think accountants these days ever call themselves number workers? <laughs> well, in an artisanal yeah. fashion. Yeah. I, I mean, work, I work with numbers. There could be. Numbers. An, uh, so you're saying there could be number workers who need that and we just don't have the, the knowledge. I'm saying that your, your whittlers of numbers mm-hmm. may well need, yeah. it's so annoying though for everyone else like it doesn't outweigh it that everyone else that has to oh that's sending it number lock i know yeah better you know like make the most people the most happy you know maybe we need to think of our number whittlers in their little workshops whittling the numbers um Mm. and sort of give them some sugar all right well i can't fault your logic oh it's quite it was quite decisive. Uh, it felt good, actually. Mm. <laughs> um, I was uncharacteristically decisive about yeah. not putting that one in. Yeah. Harsh, I think, but... No! Mm. Gosh. Mm. Gosh. But, but That's a harsh. Really On that note, we should probably wind it up and wind it in. 
<laughs> <laughs> Will you be spotting face mask gear as you go in around out and about? For I now? hope so. I yeah. really hope so. I like. I just like that. I like. I like a bit of character around the ears. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I find it quite attractive, actually. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Getting a little bit blue. Um, <laughs> anyway. All right. I don't know why I volunteered that piece of information. No, no, I liked it. Um, I, I, I'm intrigued by it. Anyway, All we right. should probably wind it in. Wind it in? Is we that- should probably wind it up, Chris. <laughs> All right, then, Tom. Yes. Oh, can you do your um, Felicity <laughs> and... <laughs> you can, say that. can you do your Felicity... Angie Penelope, just one time at the end. So Fel- yeah. Felicity Kendall, here she goes. Oh, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and then you Penelope Keith. Oh, Tom. Oh, God, that's good, Chris. Seriously. Oh, thank you very much. You make a living out of that. Yeah, yeah. That's from uh, The Good Life. We should say that because people just won't get that reference anymore. <laughs> 1970 sitcom, The Good Life. Yeah. Felicity Kendall, Penelope Keith. Yeah. Yeah, appearing in Panto this year actually, Penelope Keith. Is she? Where's where she? Well, she's in. Um, I think it's Guildford um, oh, doing a Christmas course. Carol. Very good. But um, I, think, I think it's online. But, oh, well, that's uh, all right. That means yeah. I can I can see it. Well, we can hear her though. We can hear her say. <laughs> we can hear her say. Oh, Tom. Oh yes, that's so good. Oh, um, thanks. Right. Many on that on that on that brilliant note. Um, let's wind it in. I'm going to say uh, goodbye. Goodbye. I, I was trying to get us to try and say it in a Penelope Keith voice, but I think I can only say, oh, Tom, bye. Oh, God. No, try it, Penelope Keith. Go on. Goodbye. No, you see, that didn't really work. No, it's really. It's I think I can only that. say, oh, Tom. That was more like um, Keith Barron. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye then. Bye. <laughs>